This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, Anthony Tonon will this Friday release his third album, Leave Love Out of This. That's ahead of a nationwide album release tour featuring a full band and they'll play Thursday 23rd of September at New, New, New here in Aotearoa Dunedin. Leave Love Out of This uh, is uh, released on Nadia Reed's Slow Time Records. First artist other than Nadia herself to feature on the label. Anthony Tonon joins us on the line now. Morena, Anthony, great to have you with us. Uh, Mario, it's yes. Uh, thanks for having me. Anthony, it's always a wonderful achievement to be able to release an album and I suppose uh, to get out on the road as well and and meet the people. This tour for you, like no other recently for you though, this decision to take this music that you're celebrating from this new album and put it in a full band context, tell us your thinking behind that. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting in some ways it's um it's going back to a different way of of doing things i I had a big chat on on the phone with um with Jonathan Pierce, my producer and guitarist um when I was thinking about doing this tour and um <laughs> he made a really good point um to because I guess I've been doing these sorts of immersive shows. And he and he said to me um, about the band show. He said, "If you're doing this immersive show and and it's and it's just you, um, that's that's great and it works well in something like a black box theatre because quite often they are in sort of black box theatres or um, planetariums um, or, or what have you." He says, "People have to be pretty pretty engaged there. They 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 have to sit down." And they have to stay in that seat and just pay attention the whole time. He says you, you kind of want to celebrate this show in a different way, where people can it can kind of walk around and they can bring their friends that are a little on the fence. Um, and the fact that you've got a band on stage allows you to create a different kind of propulsion. Um, and I think that's a really good way to look at it. Like I, I always think of um, first time I saw the Clean in Dunedin which was at the, the backstage. And what I realised is that they they don't do any communicating with the audience because they just whip up this kind of electromagnetic propulsion on stage by communicating uh, with each other. And, and I guess as a solo performer, I've had to create a kind of... Um, I, I, you can't do that. You can't, you can't create that communication vortex on stage when you're one person you have to try to um, create it with the audience instead so it's going to be really interesting to go back to a band um, and to be trying to play the songs through physically um, and create that communication on stage so that so that we can draw people in, in a different way Is there something about the nature of this album, the nature of the songs that particularly suit taking that approach? Um it, it, <laughs> It's almost the opposite. It's almost um, the the songs have been have been great vehicles for the immersive show, um, and the immersive show has been a great vehicle to develop the songs as well. And a lot of these songs have only been finished because because I've taken them on tour again and again, and maybe the lyrics weren't quite finished, um, but I was able to you know create a bit of a spectacle with the song and. 
and then finally the the right lyric or the right you know musical moment was sort of come to me um often on on tour in the middle of a show and something I had to note down after I finished playing um it's going to be an interesting um challenge actually to put it into a band context but it's it's going to be really fun what we're what we're sort of doing um the idea is to have a very physical show uh so for example i mean at the moment i tend to have this this setup where i'm running around three three different stations and sort of setting setting plates spinning <laughs> and occasionally putting my hand over the air and my hand over the air to um, give the, the plate another spin or alter the drum beat and that sort of thing. Now, it'll be a matter of, make, of say, taking the, the drum beat, the digital drum beats, putting them onto um, really large um, 1980s hexagonal sort of <laughs> MIDI controllers um, and have a human playing them with with drumsticks. The, the, the idea is is, is to um, to have lots of large sort of playing surfaces and have people as much as possible physically playing uh, all these sort of different things that are going on in the songs at each moment. You've, you've described beautifully the the art of what you do. The plates spinning analogy is is beautiful, and that's exactly what it what you know when you're watching an, an Anthony Ton on show as you have been presenting with the synthesized universe and Railland and so forth. Uh, you do um, re- internally kind of think, well, that's 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 quite something. You've had to choreograph everything. In fact, chore- choreography has featured quite significantly in your presentation. Going back into a band environment, do you feel it's likely that you might feel a little freer? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, especially for especially for the singing. Um, and, and, I, and I think that's what I'm going to be able to focus on a little more. Um, I've got great musicians and we've got this, this grand sort of concept. The, the whole thing's going to look a little bit Blade Runner-ish. The sort of starting point for the the concept of the band show was really um, hardware. I started started finding myself with um, lots of nineteen eighties Roland sort of hexagonal, or oddly shaped, you know, sort of Z shaped hardware, and um, so I, I started to get a little bit of an idea of how that would sit on stage in this kind of dystopian um, scaffold, uh, if you like, and. Um, but by having great musicians on stage performing all of these different parts and me no longer having to sort of run from plate to plate, uh, I can re- I can really focus on singing some of the songs and, and some of them I don't currently perform in the solo set, um, partly because they're just, they're such mammoth works to try uh, to sing if you're also trying to do um, a lot of other things at the same time, so it will be it will be very freeing. I, I think for me, mostly my role now will be will be either playing a, a rhythm guitar um, or or a synth part. Um, but other than that, I'll, I'll be pretty much free to to move around and and to sing the song. You started recording this album, Leave Love Out of Us, back in in twenty seventeen, um, I think. So it's been a labour of love. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it's um, 
at this point, it starts, it feels a little bit like a generation ship. Um, where you know Jonathan and I um, got in the ship on one planet and we landed on a different planet um, at a different time, and um, we we're quite possibly quite different people as well. Um, so, but it, it's it's been great. I mean, we we started to make this album in 2017 and probably expected that it was going to be done. Um, you know, in 2018. But what happened instead was was a synthesized universe, and and then after that, Railland. And I guess I found a structure where, rather than an album cycle being the main thing that drives my work, um, a cycle with a with a show, um, a sort of conceptual show, is is really my my more natural cycle. And throughout that whole time, I've had I've had fulfilling uh, work, and that's always been my my main focus: is do, do I have the fulfilling work? Um, and, and it feels it feels good, you know. Like um, the the records arrived two weeks two weeks ago. Um, everything's kind of rolled out the way that the way that it should, and it's it's very rare that you release something and you feel like you haven't um, you haven't left left a whole lot. Um, undone, you know. So, so I don't know. I had a friend who <laughs> said to me something during 1990s uh, the other day, and said that water finds its own level. And I, I, th- I think that the, the that it's found its level with with the timing of this record. You've talked about having fulfilling work um, of all sorts of uh, natures, actually, and of course, been reported recently of. Taken that public transport advocate role that uh, you've been manifesting in the Railland tour, and uh, now we find you as operator of Whanganui's uh, Dury Hill Elevator. <laughs> and what's that about for you? I, I, I mean, I know when we look at some of the earlier releases from Tono and the Finance Company, for example, we see these these commentaries more on suburban life, perhaps some modern day kinks, if you like. And 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 now we find you through the national tours that you've done, the advocacy work that you've been doing for public transport, becoming a different kind of voice. Is it more important to you now to be manifesting or to be walking the walk, as it were, in terms of um, not only um, what you do outside of music, but also inside of music? Are they two things that necessarily need to go together for you now? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, it was music that got me interested into in public transport, and it was it was just the, the happy accident of making the old images video and, and, that, and that forcing me to um, look into why there were remnants of stations around Dunedin and and, and then me realizing that we that we used to have a train system in Dunedin and um, and we also have, used to have a, a great public transport system around New Zealand and the jury the jury elevator is a great surprise you would almost think that it was planned that I Moved to Wanganui four years ago um, because this thing existed, but but really it, it wasn't so much on my mind until the opportunity came up. Um, but I, it's just amazing how perfect it is. It's a it's this piece of of great public transport that 
has the sort of frequency and, and quality of, you know, the old cable cars in Dunedin. And yet, because it's so unusual, because it's an elevator running into a hill, um, it's it somehow survived. It survived the removal of the trams in the 50s, and it survived the um, changing of the regulatory structure in the 1990s. And, um, yeah, I feel I was pretty trepid. I had a lot of trepidation in terms of um, taking it over, but it, it's been, been feeling really great to run it. And I think in general, with the with the art versus practical thing at the moment, I mean, I think there's this old way of thinking about your roles in society. And, you know, one one side of the, the fence is is the side that does practical things, the, the, the plumbers and the lawyers and the uh, politicians and, and the bus drivers. And then the other side of the fence is, is the artists. And the artists make a sculpture or write a poem that, um, you know, crit- critiques it, uh, critiques the way that we're running the world and, um, it, you know, or satirizes it and that sort of thing. And, or maybe writes a sort of protest song. And it, maybe it used to be that, um, having arts, the artists, simply critique things could gently change things in society but now we're in a time when I think um, the people who do things are stuck and and everyone's trying their best but the things that we need as a society just aren't coming and from the art, artistic side as well I think things like protest songs or you know works of works of art that make a statement they're not working in the way that they um that they used to either and so my idea is is why not be practical why not make an art project of life itself and um and try to actually just take an artistic approach to getting things done um I've had to, as a, as, a, as a musician, you have to do the most difficult job, um, which is try to figure out how to make a fulfilling uh, living um, when in the last 20 years no, you're, you're making something that no one wants to pay for. Um, and to do that, you simply just have to bash the problem from many angles and... Uh, I think that's what I'm trying to do with public transport. I'll I'll try anything to um to see if we can make it a little better, and if that means getting um getting my hands dirty and um and, and pushing an elevator button, then I'm, I'm happy to do that. Still room, Anthony, for love songs on the album? Absolutely, and and I think um it, I mean all of these songs come back to. It's essentially all love songs of one kind or another, um, <laughs> except they um, they always situate themselves in some kind of wider context. They're love songs within a political economy. Um, and of course, my my, my wife um, is, is standing here drinking the coffee, and um, you know she's a great influence on some of the songs as well. <laughs> Nice for you to have that relationship with Nadia Reed and being being released uh, on this new label. Yeah, and that's another part of why 
everything just feels like the right time to do this. When I did uh, Nadia's first um, Christmas show, she uh, sort of made this decision. She said, I, I, should re- I should release your record. And um, we sort of left it at that because uh, then Nad- Nadia was releasing her, her record in um, March of 2020. And um, I was sort of planning to to try to release the album um, a little bit later in 2020, but it, at that time it wouldn't have been possible to do something with Nadia because she she would have been on tour in Europe and the States and, and all of that. But um, the delay from from COVID just turned turned out to be just what we needed because it gave us the time to sit down and plan it and. Yeah, it just it all. It's um, I've always found that Nadia has this incredible uh, gut instinct, um, and and it's a great thing to follow, and um, so it's it's a real pleasure working with her um, intuition on 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 how to release this. Well, leave love out of this uh, will be released on Friday, uh, and. Anthony Tonon and Band comes our way Thursday the 23rd of September playing new, new, new. You can get your tickets from anthonytonon.com and uh, more information about the album release, no doubt. Anthony, it's always wonderful to talk with you. We're going to listen to Leave Love Out of This now. Tell us about this track. Well, this is the this is the title track. It, it took two years to, to write and um, it, it was a sort of... It, it, I had it was one of the first songs, uh, but it became a consistent theme with this record. Um, it was one of the first songs that I wrote the melody first. And yeah, every day I would turn up to the piano and sing it again in the hopes the lyrics would come. And um, they, they were difficult. Um, but when, once I'd finished the body of the song, the piano song, I did feel like I, I had something... Um, had something pretty special but then when I went to go and play it live and, and at that time I just sort of finished Two Free Hands and, and was sort of playing live with this 808 drum beat kind of thing happening um, it felt a little bit anticlimactic to just to just have the piano ballad and so that's where the big button push at the end uh, came out of and once I'd sort of found that once I'd, once I'd realised that I could play this song and sort of set up this big theatrical set piece with a guitar solo at the end. That sort of, I, I had a much firmer idea of what this whole album would sound like um, once I finished that. But it's, yeah, it's been it's been a great song live over the last couple of years, and um, I think it's a, it's a great it's a great thing to um, to to lead lead into the album release. Right, well, let's take a listen. Anthony Tom, thanks so much for joining us now on the Awesome Morning Show. We look forward to welcoming you back to Autipoti Dunedin. I can't wait. Thank you very much, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.